The Athletic. Hello, I'm Adam Hurry, and what you're about to hear is pure cliches. A few minutes we think perfectly encapsulate the essence of our podcast. So whether you've been with us since right back in 2020, or you've wandered in somewhere in the last 200-odd episodes wondering what the hell's going on, we hope you enjoy our unprecedented dissection of the concept of unfinished business in the Premier League, and one of my favourite ever cliches moments, as we got our heads around the news that Kevin Keegan was hosting a very obscure industry awards ceremony. Now, Nick, I think it's safe to say that Antonio Conte sits right in the middle of what we can describe as unfinished business territory. Does he, Does he? you know, let's kick this off. Does he fit for you all the criteria of unfinished business? Yeah, I mean, left... It, I don't it, think so. How can, it, you can't I, have unfinished business if you've won the Premier League, surely. <laughs> no, but he, he sort of left... Uh, I, I suppose the, 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 the perfect unfinished business is if you return to the place, the exact place where you managed before. But, you know, he kind of left... Left, left, left England under a cloud. They're yeah. apparently, apparently for for some reason, people at other clubs who don't think he's a particularly good option, despite the fact that he's very obviously brilliant. I think that I think he qualifies. I, I, I take both your points. I mean, yes, he did win the Premier League, David. So to the extent he's completed the Premier League, but as Nick rightly points out, there's there's some loose ends to tie up. There's a reputational kind of. Pieces of the jigsaw still to still to put in, perhaps. But Bob Priestley asks a very pertinent question here. Dave, he says, is there a statute of limitations on unfinished business? How long does it have to be unfinished before it simply becomes new business? Or in <laughs> fact, you know, you know, it's something that you never revisit. I mean, how long can you be away? Does it matter? Yeah. I think it's safe to say that Alan Kerbishley wouldn't justify as having unfinished business in the in the Premier League. His business is, has, has expired now, yeah. If people sort of generally don't remember what your business was that wasn't finished, then, then it'd be really weird for you to come back and say, well, I've got unfinished business here because no one remembers, no one would care. So I'm thinking five years max? Is that cruel? Allardyce seems like a man in a sort of permanent state of unfinished business. <laughs> uh, part, partly the because of the England thing, which is going to haunt him for forever, but... Also, you have to have significant doubters, I think, to to have unfinished business. And he, you know, That's whether he, uh, whether real or not, he's he's convinced that everyone doubts him. Absolutely right. You've answered Elliot Wilson's question. He asked if if Big Sam and the relegation rescue boys classify for unfinished business because once they've kept a team up, that's their business finished. Um, yeah. But yeah, but there's a reputational aspect to this. It's not just about results. Um, I, I, all... think there, I think I do think there has to be a sort of. They can't have had too long. The, the the original business has to have been reasonably short for some reason. I think or, or cut short unexpectedly. Though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, I think okay. I think I think people like Allardyce, Pardew, Pulis, etc. They've had too, so many bites at the cherries. They've had they've had ample opportunity to finish their business. <laughs> The uh, when uh, Nottingham Forest, uh, so Nottingham Forest sacked Billy Davis in 2011, mm. I think it was. Yeah. After he lost in the playoffs, and it, he was reappointed a few years later, and it was unfinished business was kind of used as a marketing slogan <laughs> to, to kind of reintroduce. The, Can't Davis commodify back to unfinished business. I won't have. Well, it. well, I mean, you say that Forest, uh, Forest very much did. I mean, it wasn't not the silliest thing that Forest had done over the no. last, uh, you know, last decade or so, but. Yeah, he was. It, it was sold as Billy Davis being unfinished business, and then around a year later, he was sacked after, again after losing five 0 to Derby. So business remained unfinished. I feel <laughs> I want to be a bit more strict here. I, I feel like we, we've we've got this limit of if you're away for 
fewer than five years you can you could justify being come back and call it unfinished business but i would say the thing that precedes that it can only be one or two stints no more so you, so i feel like you can't have been constantly coming back like Allardyce. Yeah. yeah and i would say yeah i'd say one or two jobs that didn't fulfill your ambitions or their ambitions is probably Moise. the maximum I think Moyes at West Ham, going back to West Ham, that was a good example of unfinished yeah, business. Yeah, because the clincher being that he went back to the same club, as, as Nick pointed out, that perhaps over, does override all the other criteria. So that's, that is a fair caveat. So um, so our listeners have suggested some 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 quick unfinished business candidates. Werbenuk says, Remy Gard for me is 100% pure, unfiltered, unfinished business. Ooh, but I think the business was so pathetic in the first place. <laughs> he sort of, it was sort of finished. And no one really default. expected any business from him. No. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But then, of course, you know, we, we should still allow it to accommodate personal ambition. He, yeah. he, he may well think that he has business to, to finish. Um, Sam, quite rightly, says AVB is a massive case of unfinished business. Genuinely surprised <laughs> I haven't seen him linked with Newcastle yet. Yep, but um, he's had two Premier League stints, so he fits the criteria. Don't know how long he's been away, but I think we can offer him some wriggle room because he did the is, Dakar rally. So uh, Is age <laughs> a, a, a factor in it at all? Because he's still young enough to... Have plenty Maybe. of time left to finish his business. Maybe if you come back in your sixties or you know early seventies mm. or something, there's, there's an element of yeah. you know I'm I'm back and I'm I'm wise and I'm old and I've got a steady head. So, mm. but this also applies to players, doesn't it, Nick? That I think this is quite um, this applies both equally between managers and players. Um, if if you had limitless time, I'd be happy to do a Premier League unfinished business eleven. <laughs> but let's let's save that. Let's save yeah, that. Um, we episode one hundred and nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's hear from our listeners. Adam Jones says Leroy Sane feels very unfinished businessy. Dave, happy with that? I don't feel like he's got any desire to return. Like he wanted out, didn't he? I don't think he was like forced out. He's gone back to his home country. Can't see I've... him back in the PL. No, I don't think he was sort of frozen out. You know, like like some of these Chelsea players, like De Bruyne and Salah, whoever, who kind of was at Chelsea, didn't get the opportunity, despite obviously being really having the potential to be brilliant. They went, had to go away, had to go to Wolfsburg and Roma. Then they've come back with unfinished business. Whereas I think somebody like Sane wanted to leave and was let, and and I don't think he'd be particularly wanting to come back. He's also at Bayern Munich. He's he's finished his business, surely. There. <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. If you're back in your home country with a big club, that does that does add to the appeal. Ben Watt says uh, perhaps Serge Gnabry. Yeah. Uh, did but then Charlie pipes up and says, did Serge Gnabry finish his business with his four goals against Spurs a couple of years ago? But then questions himself mm. and says, can you finish your Premier League business in different competition? No. The answer is no. You definitely can't. Surely Serge Gnabry um, has to finish his business. Even either against West Brom or a Tony Pulis-managed team to really kind of square everything off properly. You can lay your ghosts, maybe, in that scenario, but I don't think you can finish your business simply by playing against a team in a different competition who happened to be from the Premier League. So, no, sorry, Charlie, but you're right to question yourself. Conqueror Panda, Dave, says, I would argue that Memphis Depay has unfinished PL business after his United stint. Pure unfinished business, right? Still young enough to come back and do it if he wants to. Just be with Everton. And he has proved subsequently that he is capable of finishing his business. Yeah. <laughs> the more we say that, the weirder it sounds. <laughs> but we're sticking with it. There's no other way. Um, Lee Warner says, you really feel that uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan will be looking to prove his doubters wrong when he signs a season-long loan at Everton next year. Uh, unfinished business Nick. Happy with that? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's got... I mean, the, the, uh, and does it does it help or hinder the cause that he, he was a bit of a flop at two different clubs I'm not, I'm not sure I think hinders again hinders. I think he's had two opportunities mm. and Manchester United and I think Arsenal 
I think the move to Arsenal could have been an opportunity for him to finish his business. Maybe players only would, get one go at it. Managers w- get two. Would he have to return to both Manchester United and Arsenal to finish his business? Oh, this <laughs> no, is just, definitely not. No, th- this, is, this, this is becoming incredibly time-consuming. Yeah. Where yeah, did he do the better business? Arsenal or United? Probably Arsenal, just. Anyway, maybe. anyway, uh, someone who's, who's once again, whose Twitter username and handle I can't decipher says, Iago Aspas has unfinished business. He will come back to the league with West Ham, score 10, in, 10 goals in 30 games and finally put that corner against Chelsea behind him. Now, yeah. Dave, I thought, yep, yeah, ticks all the boxes. You seem happy with this. Do you know how old Iago Aspas is? Yes. Uh, well, he was so. When was that season where he did the corner? Was Don't that, think about it too much. That was 14. 14, 15, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to say 30. 34! Wow. 34. Okay. I can't believe it. I'm genuinely stunned. I thought it was like 28, 29, and he was, he was well on course to finish his business, but that's it. Um, Does he simply need to just come back and successfully take a corner to finish his business? <laughs> Just a televised event where he takes one corner and then rubs his hands and then goes off back, back to Spain. Um, yeah, that's the, yeah, but yeah, it's too late for him now, Nick. You can't come back and finish your business at thirty-four because that will just be that'll be too leisurely, won't it? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, 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 can I suggest someone here, which I, I think mm. is not very high, not particularly high profile, but I think is very unfinished business. Alexander Sorloth, the uh, former Crystal Palace. Mm. Uh, striker was, you know, universally regarded as a complete boob, yep. and has now uh, gone and uh, scored Where's a lot he of gone? goals. Uh, well, he scored a lot of goals in Turkey. Yeah, of course he has. <laughs> yeah. Anyone coming back from Turkey is is unfinished business by default. It's almost like you get waved through customs. It's like, oh, <laughs> you've come from the Turkish Liga. It sounds like you've got some unfinished business, mate. <laughs> you, you hop on through. You've got a point to prove. Um, some some te- some real technical uh, dilemmas here. Next, Angus B. Dave's Tammy Abraham unquestionably has unfinished business with yeah. the Premier League. Can no, oh, you're nodding, but yeah. can you have unfinished business with your home league? I don't think so. No, I do because I think his home league has has sort of shunned him to an extent. He was he he has forced to go to to, to Syria <laughs> and to prove his to prove that he is capable of being a top top level striker <laughs> he was forced to go to the obscure backwater of the Syria <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean you can flesh out the narrative as much as you like I'm still not happy with this because I'm, I'm not saying he's he's guaranteed to come back because you know this is where he belongs I'm just saying that the point of unfinished business is that you're, make, you're making one final go at it you're going back to that place where you didn't succeed and you're having another go it's kind of this is where Abraham basically is from and that doesn't count I, that's mm. all I'm saying it's important. I, I think he qualifies. Fine, fine, fine. I think I think very crucially that to to have business need that needs to be finished, you have to have shown significant potential in the first place, and I think he did. I don't think he's had the chance to fully cement his. If status. this doesn't win us the fucking FSA award, nothing will. <laughs> how how long do you think as a Premier League? Minutes. Top level Premier League businessman, Tammy Fine. Abraham. Oh, nicely put. Okay, no, fair enough. I'm open to the idea. Um, uh, here's a more left field shout. Nick uh, Kevin says Julian Draxler has unfinished business at Arsenal despite somehow never playing for them. I, uh, I in my little list, I had uh, Leandro Damiao <laughs> as, uh, having unfinished business at Tottenham. Yeah. Well, do yeah. Arsenal have unfinished business with Julian Draxler? Yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, get him to sign on the dotted line, quite literally. Unfinished business. Quentin O'Neill, Dave, says, uh, I feel Mark Clattenburg has unfinished business in the PL. 
His move to Saudi was all too sudden. I mean, if anyone's going to break the unfinished business barrier for referees, it's probably Klatz, isn't it? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, the, he just released a book. He would say The, it the, well. the title of his book could well have been Unfinished Business. <laughs> Un- <laughs> unfinished Business could only be the autobiography title for a very select few people. Klattenberg, Keezy, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, you have to have a, a, a an absolutely titanic lack of self uh, self awareness to to do that, and yeah, I think he's definitely got it. Do you think Keezy would say it when he joins GB News in twenty twenty four? I'm back. I'm finished business with the uh, UK media industry, yeah, the dark forces of the UK media industry. Mm. Um, just to bring this to its natural conclusion, then, Dave Footy in NFL says Mohamed Salah had unfinished business with the Premier League, and now he's finished his business. Very tidy theory. Yep. I'm happy with this. 100% agree, yes. So it doesn't matter that he hasn't, he's still playing in the Premier League. Can we safely say he's finished his business? I mean, nothing's going to happen now to undo the finishing of his business. He has finished his business, no doubt about it. The only thing I would say is, does he have unfinished business with Chelsea? Well, this is the... I can't, cause I can't see any context where he would join Chelsea at no. his peak. no. And say he that it still feels he like there's, there's a point to prove. Yeah, but Nick, probably the tidiest finishing of business in in Premier League history. I can't think of any better. Uh, arguably, he finished his business in his first season and is now kind of just continuing with lots more business. He's, sold, he's business. sold his business now, and he's just <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's made a tidy profit. Yeah. and he's reinvesting the proceeds. Agreed. Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés. Football Clichés podcast running out of steam this week, is it? No, we're not, actually. Because thanks to Stephen McClay, who alerted me to the fact that the 2021 Meat Management Industry Awards were hosted last week by Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> that alone is that alone is great. Those That collection of words alone are great. But there's more. To preview the event, Charlie... <laughs> They had a little interview with Kevin Keegan on uh, on meatmanagement.com. And uh, they, they said they were proud for him to host the awards. And they spoke to him about mastering the barbecue and the psychology of taking first place. Sounds interesting. Um, I'm not going to go through this in great detail. I'm just simply going to give you the questions that they asked him. First of all, Kevin, what attracted you to hosting the Meat Management Industry Awards? <laughs> <laughs> what an opening gambit. Sensational. <laughs> Um, what did he say? Awards nights are such good fun because people are being selected and rewarded for what they've done that year. He's basically, that's the Wikipedia page that's, for awards nights. Yeah, that's, that's fairly vague in general, Kevin. So good warm up. Nick, this was the second question. <laughs> What's your view of the UK meat industry's performance during the pandemic? <laughs> it's coped very well with it. <laughs> You keep hearing that there are going to be problems and reading things in the papers that some supplies are going to be affected. But it seems the meat industry always survives. And sometimes you wonder how. It keeps reinventing itself. We're living in times when people are looking at meat and diet and every industry is under scrutiny. But from what I gather, the meat industry has coped with the pandemic very well and seems to be coming out the other side even stronger. What an answer! What an, not phoning it in at all properly cares about it. Is that why he was doing it? I mean, does he... He seems like he does care. He <laughs> Next question. Tell us about your favourite cut of meat. (laughs) 
I'm the steak man. <laughs> and I like to barbecue. If anyone has supported the meat industry this year, it's been my family. <laughs> With the good weather, we had a run of about five barbecues in six days. <laughs> I would say that steak is my favourite, but I like a lamb chop and a sausage on the barbecue. My God, they hired the best man. I thought, I genuinely thought he would half ass this, Charlie, and he hasn't. <laughs> five in six days is so I, good. What a run! <laughs> I want to know on which day that run ended and with what. Like, guys, this, this is too much, isn't it? We can't have a barbecue again. <laughs> One sweet corn on the barbecue, yeah. that's it. But uh, the, 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 there's something so joyous about this, because he, he could have easily said five in a week there, but no, mm. he mm. said five in six yeah, yeah. days. That's a goal scorer's logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely right. Okay, moving on, because I'm, I'm not letting this one slide. We're about one and two for the year, uh, barbecue-wise. Good, good, good record at domestic level. Um, Charlie, I'll, I'll invite you to guess some of the elements of his answer to this one. Have okay, footballers' yeah. diets changed much since your playing days? Tell us about the things he's likely to have said in response. Well, in my day, we'd have had a fry-up straight after a game and beers on the coach. Well, yeah, you're reasonably right. He said um, back in the late 60s, early 70s, we used to have a steak before the match and sometimes chips. It suddenly changed in the <laughs> 1970s as more foreign players came over. The pre-match meals had less meat before a game. Of course, I played in Germany and they were the same. You wouldn't eat meat directly before the match, except maybe a little chicken. It's more about pastas and foods like that before the game now. Ah, good to see chicken and pasta in there, Nick. Pastas. Pastas. Plural. Yeah, your pastas. Are... That's fine. You can pluralise pastas. That's okay. Yeah. Um, your fazilis. <laughs> your penes. <laughs> So glad that me and Charlie went for the same pasta there. Um, that is synergy if ever I saw it. What advice would you give those who don't win first prize in football or in life? Oh, 95, 96 mm. or whatever. Yeah, again. it's quite, yeah. quite a poignant question for a man with a reputation as being a not quite the hair manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brief football anecdote and then just saying sometimes it's about very small margins, but at least you know if you can get that close, you are good enough. Quite right. So yeah, the whole thing just absolutely sensational. And uh, by all accounts, a lovely evening was had by all. Um, That's really nice because that first answer does suggest he really is just bullshitting and doesn't have a clue. And then he comes storming in with all that other stuff. I was in absolute tears reading that earlier and, uh, <laughs> and was so again reading it out. The Athletic. <laughs> 